Hello and welcome back to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that ask the taboo health and wellness questions so you don't have to. Today, because it seems to be a favourite topic amongst all Taboo Talk listeners, we're going to be talking about sex. Well, talking about how bad we are about talking about it. We'll be covering things like why it's healthy to talk about all aspects of sex and desire, what the taboos and stigmas are that hold people back, how to get past them in a safe way, what the most common issues that lead to people into sex therapy are things like sexual compatibility, confidence, health issues and libido and how having conversations like this can change lives. We've also got lots of listener questions to throw in the mix. Joining me today are Pete Wicks and Charlene Douglas. You may know Pete from any number of shows, Towie, Celebs Go Dating, Celebrity MasterChef or Celebrity Island with Bear Grylls, to name just a few. He also has two podcasts, Staying Relevant and Just a Little Prick which is about tattoos, by the way, behave. He also recently just finished co-hosting a pod called The Dating Show, which explored relationships, sex, compatibility and expectations around dating. Joining Pete is sex therapist and relationship coach Charlene Douglas. Charlene has featured on Married at First Sight UK, Channel 4's The Sex Clinic, Good Morning Britain, Steph's Packed Lunch and also Towie. Charlene works with both individuals and couples, helping them to develop more fulfilling sex lives. Right, let's crack on. Welcome, Pete and Charlene. Okay, first question. You guys obviously know each other very well. Did you work together? We, yeah, we did, yeah. We had one briefly. Yeah, it was just for one, like a singles retreat on Towie, and I was helping Pete to tap into his inner self. Yes. That's cute. Did you find your inner self? No, still missing. <laughs> still lost. Still, still lost. You're um, still looking for us. Charlene, yeah. you gave us your proper title about yeah. five minutes ago. What is it? So I'm a psychosexual therapist. Psychosexual therapist, which means that I work with clients that have sex and relationship issues. So sex issues, erectile dysfunction, orgasm issues, that type of thing. Okay. Um, relationship issues, someone's had an affair, issues around communication, trust, those types of things. So you so, can literally teach somebody how to have an orgasm? I can teach someone how to have an orgasm. Can you teach someone how to give an orgasm? Yeah, I can teach you. I can teach you how to get an orgasm too. Yes. Fabulous. I feel Forget the podcast, it's done. What are we doing? Yeah, what do I need to do? I think everyone's gonna be annoyed that I did cut you off there. I mean it's different for everybody though. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Uh, talking about sex can be really difficult for some people. I wouldn't be somebody who's really open about talking about sex. I yeah. just I find it like I'm happy to talk to my husband about it, but like but my friends and stuff I kinda hold back a bit. Why do you think a lot of people are like that? I think there's a lot of stigma still around sex. So people do feel quite uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we do in private. So it makes sense that people don't necessarily want to tell the world about it. But I think if you've got at least one person that you can speak to about sex, where you yeah. can be really open, then that's a good thing. You don't have to speak to people that you're not comfortable speaking to about it. Do you think you have to speak to people about sex? I think I think it's important to share experiences. I think it's important to share maybe insecurities or anxieties uh, to find out facts. And I think for so many people, we're stuck in a place of like sexual myths and that's not always healthy for us. So I think it's important to talk to people where you can. And how come you decided to specialise in what you do? I want to be good at sex. I want to be good at sex. I want to be good at sex. Let's all be good at sex. <laughs> um, do you think a lot of people suffer in silence if they're having like a bad sex life because they're just too embarrassed to talk about it? Oh gosh, yeah. Like there, there are men that I've met that struggled with erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation for years. And then they've got to a stage where maybe like their relationship's coming to an end. So it's like, I've got to do something about it. Then they come to see me and then we do work together. And so often 
you know, it's a psychological issue. We work through it. I remember a guy saying to me, I wish I'd come to see you like years ago. Like this yeah. is, you've made this so easy, which is, which is really good. Is it a medical issue though? Or is it more? In your um, head? Erectile yeah. dysfunction. Yeah. So it could be either or. So it is important that if you have issues with erections that you do go to the doctor so that they can rule out any kind of medical yeah. issue. So any issue, you know, around like blood flow or nerve damage will then have an impact on blood going to your penis. So it's important to check that out. Um, but for a lot of people that come my way, it's psychological based. So it's, yeah. you know, they have a perception on, you know, what they should be doing. And that's, that brings about anxiety. So that can kind yeah. of create that problem even more. Yeah. Pete, on to you. Your relationships, they've been scrutinised a lot, um, mm. whether or not you're involved in the conversation or mm. not involved in the conversation. How does that make you feel? Well, it's horrendous, really. No yeah. one really wants their relationship scrutinised today. And mine have not just been emotionally scrutinised, everything. I mean, I've, I've everything gets scrutinised when you do reality TV. So, yeah, it's made it a struggle over this. Probably why I'm 34 and still single. Well, it must be hard to keep a relationship when you're on a show like that and everyone is trying to, like, stick their oar in from so many angles. Yeah, of course. But relationships are hard enough anyway, especially when you've got everyone telling you what you should be doing, what you've done wrong, what you should, you know, work on. Everyone wants to give their two pence, and I think that does puts a lot of pressure on what you're doing and actually you forget about the fact that it's just between the two people because you're, you're so worried about what everyone else has got to say about it. So, yeah, it does make it difficult. Yeah. Do you think people have, like, preconceived notions of you because they've seen you on TV and you date a lot of people? Yeah. You're a sexy boy. I think, yeah, I, I think I've probably got one of the worst reputations on TV when it comes to women. Really? Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'm trying to think. It's not great. Well, now Spencer's married, you're kind of screwed, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, you've messed me up a little bit. You side him down and that's me. That's it now. I've really taken over. He was like the king and now the prince has taken over. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't got, because I've been single a lot of my life and I yeah. haven't been an angel mm-hmm. for a lot of it. Um, especially well, when just I was... because you have sex doesn't mean you're not an angel. No, but I, you, when you're having sex when you shouldn't be having sex, is probably that's what makes you not an angel. Well, when, when should you not be having sex? When you're supposed to be having sex with one person. Oh, oh you mean cheating? Pida. Yes, that's the one. But this, this is a lot of this is years ago, and I think when you get tarnished with a brush, it's that's that's kind of it. It kind of sticks a little bit, doesn't it? And yeah, um, if 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 I slept with the amount of people that the people think I've slept with then I would be having a fabulous time, but I'm actually quite boring. How many people do they think you've slept with? Well, I'm constantly, I can't even stand next to a girl without someone thinking I've slept with them and then it's in the papers and then it's like, and my mum actually came with me to a uh, an event once and she was in the paper next day as my mystery woman. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like it's literally everyone just thinks all I do is go around. That must be so annoying. You know what? When I was single, I hated things coming out in the paper because like you're linked to so many different people and it's like actually you're not with any of them. Yeah, and actually it's the people that you probably are seeing are the ones you don't get linked with. It's always the ones yeah. that you're you're not seeing or you're not really speaking to or you're just stood next to. They're the ones that you seem to get linked to. And then as soon as they do, whenever you move on to a different relationship or you start seeing somewhere else, they go through the whole list of everyone you've seen and you think, yeah. well, ten of them I ain't seen. <laughs> I've nothing. I've only met that one once. <laughs> it's all it takes. It's all it takes. Charlene, is the effect of physical appearance on sexual confidence a common issue? So, like, so I suppose it kind of would be. Like, if you're not feeling great about yourself, you don't really want to have sex. Yeah, I suppose it just, it just has to be balanced, doesn't it? Because, mm. yes, you need to feel good about yourself physically. You need to feel like, you know, I got it going on. Yeah. Um, but internally, you, you need to kind of feel good about yourself as well, don't you? Like, yeah. you know, I, I I always say that the best sex is when you're with someone that you feel comfortable with, but where you feel really comfortable with yourself as well. You can just be you. Yeah. 
that's that's the best the best. I think that yeah, I agree. I think a one night stand like you don't know that person, and you're just there for your ease. You've had a few drinks, and it's like I think yeah. getting to know somebody and getting to have that relationship makes it better. I remember saying to someone that I've never had a one night stand. I think you because, haven't. No, but Why because I'm a sex therapist. Have you? I think people think I should have. Don't be silly. As if I would do something like that. <laughs> But you haven't. I haven't. I think it's just it's just never appealed to me. But yeah. I think everyone's so like everyone's as shocked as you guys are right now. And yeah. I think because of what I do for a living, people expect that that's what I have done and that's what I do. No, and first, just, I think yeah. I've had one in my whole life. Yeah. I just wasn't. I tried to have my little worldliness when I when I was single, and uh, it just didn't happen for me. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it, you know, it depends I'm, what you're looking for, though. I suppose. Yeah, depends. What, I, I've had one or two. Yeah. One night stands um, a week, and um, I think a lot of the time it comes down to if if you're happy being single and you want to stay single, then it yeah. takes away the added baggage, if you like, of, yeah. of anything else. But I do agree that actually, sex, in my opinion, is better with someone that you are regularly having sex with because you do create a, a better connection with someone, don't you? Yeah. When you have a one night stand, it's kind of Wait, you know we're think... all getting the job done and. Let's yeah. crack on, have a good life, ta-da. And it's all, and it's all, you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that what you say at the end? Ta-da. Yeah, have a good See life, ta-da. <laughs> it's all then quite performance-based as well. I feel like, you know, because I, I talk about like being connected and that kind of mindfulness and, you know, mm. being in the zone. And I feel like with someone that you don't know... Is it just all very performance based? Like, okay, they've it's done this physical, three times, so I've got to do this four times now. You know, the one night stands are just purely physical, aren't they? Yeah, there, there's not really any emotional connection there. There's not really any deeper meaning to it. No. It's just a physical bang. How it, do you it's, mean it's anyone? Lot, yeah, it's like it's, it's similar to if you sort yourself out, isn't it? You, you get yeah. the job done and happy days. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, How was it for you, though? <laughs> That, that one time when you were exploring your worldliness. <laughs> My worldliness, God, that was so long ago, I can barely remember. Uh, one night stands, have you actually met anyone who's had a good one night stand? Like, they're never, you, you can't say they're bad, but like. I've had good one night stands. Yeah. Because I think it, it depends if you're bug. Everyone, I think, has got different levels of expectation of what sex is. Yeah. And everyone has got a different style. Style's maybe not the word, but. I think your style can kind of change with yeah, whoever you're with. Of course, yeah. And that's when it does change. But I think your, your go to kind of default mode if you have two people that are on a similar page when it comes to that then you can still have good sex on a one night stand yeah if you've both got a similar default mode that's what yeah. i would call it yeah and then obviously you know if you are seeing someone more regularly or you're having sex with the same person or you're in a relationship or whatever else then that's when you explore all sorts of different stuff it's very yeah. rarely you would do that on a one night stand but it has happened <laughs> apparently that's what our friends said <laughs> the friends with the with relationships obviously when you're with somebody like everyone has different libidos and it, like somebody wants sex all the time the other person doesn't want it how does that work in a relationship if somebody has a higher libido than the other I think yeah this this comes up quite a lot and what I would often say is that you have to explore the world of sex so if we're talking about just penetrative sex like literally penis in vagina sex if that's what we're talking about then from my experience, the women that I've spoke to in heterosexual relationships don't want that as often as the guys want it. But what I've said to the ladies is, is that if the guy said to you that what was on offer, for example, was oral sex every day, would you then say you had a low libido? And oftentimes women will be like, well, actually, you know, if you, <laughs> I mean, if you kind of like did that like every day, then I wouldn't have a low libido. So I think it's about exploring the world of sex, talking to each other about what you like and what you don't like. And then sort of choosing what bits you're going to have as part of your relationship and which bits that maybe you don't want as part of your relationship. 
and, and being okay with that. I think the reason why someone, I think, oftentimes has a lower libido is because they don't really like the sex that's on offer as much as the person that has the higher libido. So you oh, just, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose so many people go through life and they're just like, okay, well, this is just the way it is. And yeah. like having a conversation about it, that's why it's like, can't do that in the one night stand. You, you're not even going to bother. Yeah. It's one night, but like when you're with somebody, you need to have a conversation, like really yeah. chat to each other about sex. Yeah. That's what's mad is people yeah. are so into self improvement and stuff these days. You know, there's a book about everything, isn't there? Yeah. About improving yourself and improving your mental well being and improving, you know, going to the gym or, or mm-hmm. new hobbies. But no one really self improves when it comes to sex. Do they? Yeah, you kind of stick no. to what what you do. Yeah, and that's that's that. You need you to don't find evolve. It. Yeah. But also, if you're not getting feedback from anyone, you kind of then think that you're doing the right thing. So you'll get a lot yeah. of like... Do you have a pre-printed questionnaire that I can give yeah. out? Or... <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> do you have a, no, you don't. Do you? No, you no, no, don't. No. Well, I, I do have a, like an initial sex question that I give to couples to oh, work. Give us some questions. Go on, give us yeah. some questions. Yeah. Well, just, you know, just things that, in terms of what turns you on, what turns you off, um, who likes to initiate sex, because people don't have those types of conversations. Yeah. But there's like an, like, uh, there's like a, an expectation in the space that you know, that that person initiates and the other person's feeling really resentful, feeling like, you know, like, you know, are they expecting me? Like, there's just, yeah, it could just get Can really confusing. Can there always be an initiator and a not initiator? Um, yes, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there are times where, you know, where you both sort of give each other the eye and you just kind of, like, I'm looking at you as I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> I'll show you how the eye Charlie. goes. Why am I being left out again? I don't understand what's happening here. No, but you know there are times when, like, you're with a partner and you, you know, you know them so well that you're just looking at each other, yeah. and you can feel the sexual charge sort of building just as you look at each other. Yeah. So in that moment, you're thinking, well, who's initiating? You know. So I suppose I'm not talking about that so much. It's more when, you know, one person is like, like stone cold, and the other person's just trying to, like, I don't know, rub their back or rub their arm. You know, that can become a bit tiresome if you're always yeah. doing that. Um, and also that person could sometimes feel like, you know, am I not desired? Do you not want to have yeah. sex with me? Like, so. And what about, back to libido. So what if you've got two couples and one has a really high libido? I, I, I'm asking these questions. I'm not always talking about my own relationship, <laughs> by the way. This is on the list. But like if a couple, like if they come into you and one has a really high libido and one has a low, low libido, how do you get them to, to like link in between? We have conversations. So I help them to talk about what it is about sex that they enjoy and what do they not enjoy? So, for example, the person that has the low libido, and in my mind, I'm always thinking of the woman in terms of a heterosexual relationship. Is that most common? For, for the couples that come to me, it, it would normally be that way around. But then what would happen is that I would then work with the woman separately and the man separately. And oftentimes, without your partner listening in, the woman then is saying something like, like I said, I don't like sex as an offer. Like, you know, when we have pen shift sex, there's no foreplay. And before you know it, you know, he, he's in. And, you know, he's enjoying himself and... Yeah, yeah. and it's Does not the that length of crap. time you're in a relationship affect libido? So when you get couples that are sort of quite fresh, they're normally at it yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more, aren't they? And then the further down the line you get it, it kind of slows down. Is that is that a typical... Yeah, very, very common. But I think because, you know, no one really likes routine for too long. You know, you need to keep it new. So when you first meet someone, it is exciting because, you know, the scent of them is different, the taste of them is different the feel of them is different and you want to explore more so it's that kind of dopamine effect yeah once you've been together for a long time you've you got get like, bored you right. gotta spice you gotta, <laughs> you gotta spice, spice it up. up you know you can smell cooking in the kitchen and like long yeah. like, i think then. yeah i think <laughs> really, but like you can do like the slightest thing to spice it up you don't have to be going exactly. doing like mad role play or something have you got any ideas like like maybe wear a nice pair of boots and nothing else Woo! 
it's a little, yeah, it's a little tiny. Is that what Spencer does? It's a little, he does. He's got a bouncy pair of boots with an e Um But you know, I think I think that little small things like that because well, I don't know. You know more than me. What other things can people do to spice it up? Well, you can have sex in different places. So like even like booking a hotel could be really nice. Like yeah. so it's just a different environment. I always talk about all Joe erotica. I speak about that quite a lot. So things like that could be really good because Which like, is what? So basically it's porn that you're listening to to some extent. Oh, but you... like a book if you read a sexy book. Yeah. And that's the thing. So sexual literature is really good. It's just finding other ways to to create a sexual charge within you. And some people, like, you know, if your partner's sort of touching you, you may not want that in that moment. But if you're listening to something sexy, you might then notice that you're feeling more and more like turned on and then you want to be touched. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just understanding yourself really and understanding what does it for you and yeah. you know what does for your partner. Uh, do you think that there are still stigmas around people who have had loads of sex? I'm like, Pete, sorry, Pete. Why Pete, I was only trying to see your way. More or less than a thousand. More or less than a thousand. I, no, what a horrible question. <laughs> what a, a disgusting I'm he sorry about her, Charlene. She's Answer the question, Charlene. Come on, we're waiting. <laughs> What's the question again? Sorry, Pat. Do you think there's a real stigma around people that have had sex with loads and loads of people? I think for men, not so much. For yeah. women, 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that as well. But you know what? Even like, I think it's for heterosexual women because I know girls who are lesbians and it's kind of not viewed as the same. Yeah, I think there's more of a discussion, isn't there, around, you know, like maybe who you've had sex with in the past and, okay, that's your past, no big deal. You know, we move on. Um, yeah. I think definitely with heterosexual couples, there is that kind of, I think women feel ashamed to say they've had sex with X number of people. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm getting old. Like I spoke to my cousin the other day. She's like 19 and she was like talking about body count. And I'm like, is that what it's called now? Like body, yeah. body count? Body count. Like, I felt so Stop old when she said that. It sounds awful. Yeah. It does sound awful. It sounds like, like a dead bodies. body. Yeah. yeah. But it also then, in my mind, I'm like, does that describe like what sex has become nowadays? Like, you know, in terms of like. Just dead, like just, just yeah. bodies. Well, people are a bit more promiscuous <laughs> than what they probably were years ago, aren't they? Now, yeah. Yeah. and and a lot of that is probably down to the fact there's so much on offer, which sounds awful. There there, there I is. think yeah. more people are more feel more liberated, possibly. But do you yeah. think it matters if you met a woman and she slept with loads of people? Would that matter to you? Not in the slightest. Yeah, but I think I'm quite rare. To be honest, I'd rather someone be more sexually experienced. I'd rather a girl be more sexually experienced than not. Yeah. In saying that, just because you've had lots of sexual partners doesn't mean you're more sexually experienced. Uh, yeah, 100%, yeah. but I yeah. feel like you're more comfortable maybe around sex. Or not, but you know, you're right. Or not, but do you know what I mean? Like, I feel, yeah. I feel like you but maybe right. be more comfortable around it yeah. and then it's not such a big issue, whereas a lot of people still see it's such a big issue. If someone isn't that experienced or hasn't been with a lot of people, then it makes it more tricky to navigate your way through that. If it's if you see, I don't see sex as like a big kind of taboo, if you like. However, where some people do, so if someone is is a little bit more inexperienced and do and and they do see it as a bit of a taboo, then it makes it a little bit more difficult to navigate. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Whereas yeah. if someone's kind of on the same page, it's a lot easier to have them conversations. You know I, I would mean? feel I agree though, with you. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I would feel like I'd be experienced with somebody that I know, and then I'd be more shy around somebody if it was on like a one night stand or something. Yeah, I, but I, I don't actually, feel like it matters though. I don't. It, I don't feel like you should. Ever, I I would never want to know. Really, I couldn't give a monkeys. That's the thing. Would you want to know how no, many people your partner's effort? I couldn't give a monkey's. No, really. I'd rather not know. 
Like, yeah. Do you think that's a conversation that needs to be happening in, to a couple or is it better off just not knowing? I mean, I think if it's important to you, then fair enough. But I suppose you have to ask yourself, why do you want to know? Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think when It's people, like trying to just, hurt yourself. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. And then like insecurities creep in. What's annoying is when people in. ask and then get the um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, don't ask then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then insecurity starts to kind of creep in, yeah. doesn't it? Like, oh, my partner's had sex with all these people. Like... Does that mean that they, you know... Then you feel like you were being judged. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's ever a good idea, no, really. No. Then we come to the topic of safe sex. So how do you practice safe, safe sex? Do you practice safe sex? Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely a conversation that needs to be had every time you have sex, isn't it? Um, definitely. Especially if you're having one-night stands and, and whatever else, then obviously if you move into a relationship or seeing someone regularly, then there's a different contraceptive and a different way around it, isn't mm-hmm. it? But certainly, yeah, when it comes well, to... Well, there's ways now that you can literally just send off and, like, they can send you something, you can do a test and then send it back. It's so easy to do if you're if you're in a longer-term relationship and you yeah. want to make sure that everything's okay. I think you can just... Do... SCI test, yeah, you mean? Yeah, an SCI test. Yeah. I don't feel like people are as... Because um, that used to be something that no one really spoke about. And I yeah, feel like people do talk too. about that a lot more than what they used to. Yeah. That is something that I do feel like people do talk about a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially now that the people it's are It's kind of having... cool now, though, to be like, like I remember when I started going out with somebody um, before I was married. Was this worldliness, obviously. back to the worldliness This days. is my trying to be worldly. And like, the question was like, like, well, let's both get a test. And we, we like did it like, I think like a month in. And then, uh, and it just felt like it was like a clever thing to do. And then you're done and then you know. Yeah, that's quite a mature way of dealing with it. I say that a lot of the couples that I've worked with didn't do it that way. And there is a lot of, I think still a lot of stigma to some extent around like having conversations around sexual health. People just don't. And, you know, it's good that you practice safe sex. But I have to say a lot of the guys and girls I know are not doing that. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, they you're still hearing the whole, you know, I can't really feel it with a condom on and, you know, it doesn't feel that great. Not well, that if you exciting, can't, so. go and get tested and then you can figure it out from there. Yeah. But also there are different types of condoms as well. So condoms that are like thinner. Well, I also you feel know, that's, like, that's rubbish. Well, yeah. What's rubbish? The, 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 the whole thin you kind condoms? Of can't feel yeah, because even guys <laughs> say that. Oh, it's not the same. But yeah. Listen, I, I do feel like that's an excuse just to go bareback in it. What did you uh, say you did wrong? I mean, sorry, but it's a bit <laughs> of an excuse there, you know what I mean? At least I yeah. do swear. Yeah. I'm trying but, really hard. But I think, You're doing great. Thank you, though. But I think also as well, like the recipient of the penis, sometimes th- those yeah, people have also said that it doesn't feel yeah. the same, though. Right. Like, um, and there's so many alternatives now, though, isn't Exactly. There? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's, it's not a, c- a case of... Yeah. Like years ago, when like it was... why? What are the alternatives? Well, there's something <laughs> different. Like you said, I've been married different... five years. I'm literally, I don't even know all this stuff. I didn't even know there's thinner condoms. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. There's so many different types of condom and and, and contraceptive now that it makes yeah. it. It does make it does make it different to back in the day when everyone used to think you just you know whack a balloon around it and just <laughs> hope for the best. You know what I mean? With regards to oral sex, though, as well, it's important to wear a condom, and lots of people don't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I actually Did you, didn't know that. Still guess. Yeah, I threw all well, the sex you as can, well. A man can wear a condom, but what if a man is going down on a girl? That's the only way I can say it. I don't know yeah. how to say it. Clean you get those dental yeah. dams, though, don't you? Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's like... A dental dam? Yeah. Like, you know when you well, like, have your mouth open? Like dam. What do you mean, like a dental like dam? dam? It's like a, it's like a of... plastic tent. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I never knew that. you put it over your phone. I never knew that. But I do feel like that would kill the mood a little bit. Yeah, I... Can see how I it think, could. Yeah, I think I think setting up regards... a tent down there before you lick away <laughs> sounds like it would kill the moon. But you know, the I'm thing having is sex, is not camping. Though, but it don't is, sound like you know, one. like you can make anything sexy, right? Like even a dental dam. 
Yeah, yeah. I would say no. I would say get a get an STI test. Yeah, how do I wangle that one? But okay, if you can tell me how to make a dental dam sexy. Because being the woman and having to lie there, hang on, I'm pitching a tent or folk, chill, like yeah. But guys, like, let's get in the mood here. Like, you know, if your partner's talking to you in a really sexual way, maybe if there's well, something, I don't, you're not you know, going to tell me down to us. It's not for me. You're not sending that one. No, no. okay. okay. Interesting. No, I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. About yeah. to know. <laughs> um, okay, Charlene, actually, we've got some questions for you from our listener poll okay. about pleasure. Yes. How should you approach the fact that you're not getting what you want or need from a partner? You have to talk mm. about it. From Judy and Surrey. No, you have yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about it. And I, as I always say, I know it's not the most exciting of responses. It's like, you know, when you've got a medical condition or you think you've got a medical condition, you go to a doctor and they say it's stress. You kind of, it's not that you want them to say that it's anything more serious, but it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's the same with things like this. You have to have a conversation with your partner. You cannot expect your body to be physically vulnerable with a partner if you can't be emotionally vulnerable and you can't speak and you can't yeah. talk about what you need. Now, it's important to choose the right kind of environment if your partner's Don't just coming like, from work. Crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your choice of words. Is really, <laughs> really you're, you're so crap at that. I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's probably not the one yeah. you want to hear either. No, no. So you, you have to be careful with choice of, choice of words and yeah. how you say it. But also, timing is key. Like, don't wait till your partner's just coming from the door and from work and then you're like, Hey babe, you know that when we had sex yesterday, and like, I just didn't. I was just thinking about it all day. It just wasn't great. Is it better to do it one. during the time? So you can be like, oh, just do it a bit like this and do it a bit like that. And you have to make that judgment. I think if you're in the moment and you can find a way of saying, oh babe, that felt really good, like moving a little bit to the left, a bit to the right, then fantastic, right? But if you are someone who's maybe not so good with words and your tone of voice, like that could really like like cut off the mood and they could, could be, be like yeah. patronising, couldn't it? It could be quite hurtful as you well. Don't you, know, like, no, no, yeah. you don't want to be mean. No, you don't. No, especially after they've just pitched up a tent. You yeah. know what I mean? They've gone to all that work. You can't then go, listen, I appreciate what you've done for me, all right, yeah. but I am not camping no more. Right. All right, it's not for me. No. But it's, <laughs> like, it's like when you're younger. Like, the fire was a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're younger, like I was in relationships and I didn't say anything because like I was young yeah. and I was shy. But as you get older, like you, you do, you get to learn what you like yourself and don't go through a relationship and, and like not tell somebody. You have you're to. You're missing out on so much. You yeah. are, you are. And you, like everyone like, just I have pleasure. friends who are like, who are like, oh no, I just don't like when people go down to me. I just don't like it. I'm like, no, you do. Like you do. Yeah. Right. Just exactly. have to like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, another one. What yeah. about fantasies? How yes. can people open up dialogues with partners about something they might want to try? Um, so I think you, you have to probably look at, well, if you can have a conversation with them about it, then great. But I think things like, this is not me like promoting my sex quiz cards that you get on my website, um, but things like sex I want quiz cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, like sex quiz cards are really good because you can ask sex each other. Sex quiz cards? Yeah. So you can ask each what, other. What, you sat there with your partner and did a, Sex quiz. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how you've said it like that, that sounds like a bit like, you know. Well, no, I imagine you can make it quite fun. Yeah. Quiz. yeah, sit around, the, <laughs> sit around the dinner table. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> First up me. on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make it fun, right? So yeah. it could be like a date night and like with my sex quiz cards, there are like, you know, a number of questions on there and, you know, you, it just I'm helps to generate an easy to ask that. Yeah, as yeah, I said, yeah. I thought, so it might be things like, you know, tell me like the best place on your body that you like to be kissed. Oh, so it doesn't have like to be like, I want you to be Fireman Sam today. No, but of course you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, I've is that a little Freudian slip there? Is that something? 
Fireman. What's his name? What's the fireman's name? It is Sam. Yeah, no, it's just the fireman's thing. It's not the name, though. It wasn't the Sam, but he could be called Bob. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Fireman, whoever you would like to be. Okay. So that's why I thought, no, I'm not. See, I'm not into that kind of role play. Like, I would find that really embarrassing to be like, oh, I'm I'm your maid and you've just caught me in your hotel room. Like, not for me. No. No, I just I'd, I'd be so humiliated by that. Yeah. What about you? Would you be into yeah. that? No, it's not really for me that either. I think it's too the, the pretend. Hu- the kind of dress up thing. Yeah, it, I don't like fancy dress at the best of times. Nah. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's not for me that. That's not. But a lot of people be into that. I've got a friend who's obsessed a few. with it. Yeah. Really? He's got a real thing. Sorry about uh, about women in uniform, like police women, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I just find it really odd. But that's just my personal preference. I just, I would just laugh. I couldn't. Do you know I've what I mean? I've heard none the odd occasion. As if as a nun. Yeah, that's, but I imagine yeah. that's probably because it's something you're not supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, that's more of a, uh, yeah, that's, that's a naughty, naughty thing, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Does this ever go wrong, though, for couples? Like when they, like, I don't know, like I would just die laughing if Svenny walked in dressed up as a police fan or something. Like, yeah. No, yeah. 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 Do. yeah, it doesn't do it for every, it doesn't do it for everyone. And yeah. You have to have a, a level of confidence to do that as well and feel comfortable with each other as yeah. well. Again, I to think, stay in, in, in I think sometimes that also comes down to, because different people have different fantasies, don't they? And in, in a relationship, it's, it's going to be very rare that you both have the same fantasy, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. But it might be something that if someone suggests, then you suddenly actually grow to like and think, oh, actually, I like this as well. But it's about, I suppose, compromising on whether you would do something for someone to, to make them enjoy themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, whether to or not you could. Their fantasy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, if, if Spencer really enjoyed police women, you might, you might, <laughs> you, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of them because you love him, yeah. you're married to him, you might think, you oh, are, one yeah. night as a treat, I'm, I'm yeah. going to give it a go. Yeah. yeah. You might find it funny and he might, for whatever reason, but then you might actually think, oh, I love this truncheon. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, might, it might be saying that you can't, I do you know what I mean? I love this hat. Nino, Nino. Do you know what I mean? Like, be. But you never know. But yeah, but, I, I get that. But then I suppose if there's things that you really don't want to do that someone finds a big turn on for them, a big fantasy. Yeah, like threesomes seem to be quite a popular that's, fantasy. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a massive really popular. one. Yeah, not all they're cracked up to be from what I've heard. Really? Tell us more, Pete. From what I've heard. Really? Have you ever been judged <laughs> for something that you wanted to do when you are with somebody? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. What's that? No, it's not that bad. It was. I mean, it was a bit rogue. I'll be honest with you. So you were a judge. Do you think that? Do you think that's not like? And it, it was a case. What? It was one of them. Oh, you see, I don't think that's fair to judge somebody if they have a stranger. Funny day. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, you, you disgust me. Get away from me. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, okay. No, no, that was that was plenty of other times. But yeah. this, this particular time, no, it was just a bit like a, a weird, a weird one. But in the end, you know, she you enjoyed got, it. Yeah, okay, well, there oh, you okay. go. It's nice to try things, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing. I, I think if you're with someone who you respect and have love for or, or you have that emotional connection with or whatever else, then there's no harm in trying things, you know what I mean? And if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, what what's stopping you? There's nothing worse, like you said earlier on, and I don't understand it because I've got friends who are in relationships and or are just having sex that neither of them really see. It becomes like a chore. And actually, I think sex is a massive part of a relationship. And if you're not enjoying it, then what are you doing? Do you think people should put up with average sex in a no, relationship? absolutely not. No. Well, it depends how important sex is to them, though, because if it's not that, for some people, it's, oh, yeah, like, well, it's not yeah, that suppose, important. Yeah. If it's not that important, it's like, okay, we'll just do it because other areas of our relationship are strong. So do you think people could have a really healthy relationship without the sex part? I know a couple that have a really healthy relationship without sex. And they just don't have sex. No. But it, you is that because to... the libido, both libidos are, are, are low enough for them to not want to get sex elsewhere? Um, so one of the that partners really has endometriosis. So right. 
It's sex to be painful and so forth. Right, okay. And a partner doesn't want to hurt her. Oh, okay. You know, so they have other ways of being intimate, but they, yeah. I think what's really interesting with that couple, though, is that they are really intimate, like emotionally intimate. They do lots of activities together. They're always laughing together. They're very affectionate, sometimes more so than couples I've seen that are having, quote-unquote, good sex. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, but I suppose every relationship differs, but then you just want to make sure that everyone's happy in that relationship. But again, a conversation to be had. Yeah, most definitely. But do you think some people just put up with disappointing sex because they love their partner so much? But also, I think that is part of the reason, but I think people genuinely believe that this is what they should just be doing because they're in a relationship. And I know that women will talk to each other and they'll say things like, oh yeah, like he was a bit miserable, so I gave him sex and then they wait for like two or three days and like, oh, he's getting miserable again, I'll give him sex again and yeah. then he'll take the rubbish out. And it's like... I've heard shame. things now of them. Um, sex blackmail. Yeah, but I've heard yeah. a lot of that like, and like, Sounds of great. people being like, oh, well, I'm not having, <laughs> I'm not having sex with you because you went out last night and you didn't come home to this. Oh, and it's you like, can't, yeah. yeah. You can't blackmail people with sex. No. But also I know some, certain people that are on schedules. Like, we will have I sex know. this time. On, and it's like, how yeah. is that, like, in any way, do you think that's yeah. good for a relationship or bad for a relationship? I just don't think, I mean, it just doesn't sound very exciting. It I know a like couple a like that, and it makes me want to be sick in my mouth. Really? Because I just, it just takes all the sexes, it's, it's primal, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's an animalistic thing that I think should be done with passion and should be yeah. done because... Even if, like, Spenny se- says to me, he's like, at dinner time, Not, we have sex later. I'm like, no, d- oh, don't, you know what, do that don't one. say it. <laughs> you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah. Sex like, tonight. Yeah. All right, get yourself ready. It would just kill the 100% yeah. idea of it for yeah. me. But it's I do like know God. people that are exactly the same. It's like, I choose that sex night. Oh, it's very, it's <laughs> too, because you just do, you, it's like when we were trying for a baby, it's very, like, around a certain time. And it's like, oh, my God, please don't make me have sex. If you're yeah, trying to do you do is that what it's like then? Well, well it turns. Like you, you would do it around the ovulation, so it's like yeah. and then it's just like oh my god. Does that make that must make After, it difficult though? Because yeah. it, it, but and then you're obviously you're doing it for a purpose rather yeah. than enjoyment. But still Exactly, but you're trying to pretend it's just like not for a purpose. So yeah. it's like <laughs> But then when you're pregnant, you know what? Some of my personal libido definitely goes up when I'm pregnant. Like wild. Yeah. What's the crack with that? Well, it's interesting <laughs> that you get heavy so many other women that will say that they're completely put off there. I think it's just different, you know, hormones, you know, yeah. sort of raises and lows and so forth. So I think it's, it's a range of things. But, you know, I think just to go back to, in terms of sex, again, remember sex isn't just penis and vagina sex. Like, there's so many other, like, ways to be intimate. What's your favourite type, Charlotte? I need some choice. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I will answer. I I like things like like tantric type of sex. You know, sting, like sting vibes. You know, yeah, sting. sting. That's it. He should never have said a word about that. Loves it. Yeah, yeah. but he know, started having sex in 2014 and he's still going. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. He know, loves it. But, <laughs> but there's something about slowing things down and feeling the sensation with a partner that's really sexually arousing, much better than you know. 10 second orgasm you know it's like your your whole body could be orgasmic and you can stay in that state for a long time so what's the beginner's guide to tantric sex then how do you go about practicing tantric sex yeah so, sorry i don't know why i'm asking questions yeah, yeah here, you <laughs> don't, don't worry yeah well there's something about like just being more mindful so even for example there's something called like mindful masturbation so if you if you masturbate then being in the position where you're slowing it down where you're making sure that you're breathing. There are things that you can do, for example, that when you're getting to a stage where you're, you're noticing that you're about to come, that you allow that to, to go again. You sort of breathe it edging. through. Right? Do you want to use the... Okay, edging. fair enough. Yes, edging. Um, so so those type of things, the kind of stop-start technique where you kind of allow yourself to get to that point of no return and then you allow it to come back down and then allow that sexual energy to go through your body. 
Like that's a good place to start. If you then introduce your partner into that and you're doing things like breathing together, slowing down your breathing, you know, holding it, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to do that. And that's why I say that, you know, when we, when you spoke about libido, different libidos, if you try different versions of sex, you'll find, oftentimes you'll find something that works for you and that yeah. works for you both. Yeah. Do you talk to your pals about sex? And no. not in just a lad's buzzy way? No. Not at all? No, and I, I don't think blokes really do it, if I'm honest with you. Or, or really? certainly, certainly my pals don't really. I'm I'm not one for. I know there's this kind of thing around guys that that they you know go and you know, tell them you yeah. last night do do some done that and done that. But I've never really been that sort of guy because I don't think it's it's I don't think it's a really fair thing to do anyway. But also, I, I just don't think folks have serious conversations with their mates about sex. I never have. And I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's just. I I don't either, and I don't I don't like. Do women, and women do though, don't they? Well, I'm women. I'd say we do more than you, but like I would yeah. talk like slightly about things, but like in a jokey way. I'd never like. Yeah. Well, no. If you have issues around it, no, you would. I would have spoken. Yeah, I've never I've never done that, and I don't really know any guys that do. If I'm honest with so you, especially had like, around problems. If you have problems, because no yeah. one would want to go. I'm struggling. Who would you talk to then? No one. You I just don't think blokes do. Say, you wouldn't yeah, tell I don't, anyone. I don't think blokes do. They probably have a look at your website, get some, you know, give you a call. Um, but <laughs> I suppose I, it's I, easier I just just, just to speak it. to somebody non-biased that you're just like yeah, you're sharing know, something really intimate because I just don't think blokes are blokes never want to admit that they're struggling when it comes to sex I do think that's a, that's still a thing for guys you, you know if you ever speak to a, a bloke it's he's like the you know goes like steam train and it's happy days and she had the best night of her life that's pretty much where it ends yeah. no bloke is going to tell you oh it weren't great or um, yeah. I'm struggling with this or I don't know what to do with this because I don't know it's it's probably it's embarrassing isn't it how do you find it in your work do you find more women come to you or more men uh, more women and do you find they drag their men with them yes and then eventually the men enjoy actually speaking yeah, about it but they're probably reluctant first of all because yeah. they're like oh, I'm talking about this it's embarrassing or yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah it literally goes has it like changed that. over the years though like have you seen a more influx of men over the years or is it still the same I think there's definitely more men that will come to see me by them like by themselves um but well, that's pretty it's, pretty good because men yeah. can be closed off will they tell yeah. their partners that they come and see you, do you think? yes oh they do but they don't tell them the details of obviously what was spoken about but they do say that they're coming to see me yeah, yeah. how would you feel then if, if if that was just on if your partner was going to see someone like Charlene to get advice, but you weren't part of that, well, would, I'd like would, to know. Would you that, a bit like? No, I'd like to know that they were doing it. But like, if they felt like they, I'd, I'd feel a bit upset they couldn't yeah. talk to me about it. Yeah. I'd like to be involved in it. But sometimes people yeah. want to go and do their own thing on their own. Yeah. Well, sometimes I would then encourage the partner to to come to some some of the later sessions. Um, so they can kind of hear well, what's I mean, being discussed. Well, I mean, if it's erectile dif- dysfunction or something like that, it's like, yeah. okay, like if that's, you need to go, that's like, I feel like that's in, in their head. And like, if they want to go figure that out themselves, then that wouldn't bother me at yeah, all yeah. because that's just a, a thing. Yeah. Sometimes though, it's important for the partner to be a part of that conversation because it could be things that the partner has done or said that's made the person with the erectile dysfunction have that in the first place. Yeah. So for example, as partners, if, if you're, you know, if you've got like a, a guy that's struggling with erections and you frown or you say, oh, come on, God, or yeah. you're like, oh, come on, babe. Like, you'd, lose like your, you'd, you'd get pissed off after a while, though. I'd say that's just a natural thing. To, you're, like, you're not yeah. meaning to. You're trying to be supportive and then, like, you don't even notice that your face would make a face, probably. But that would make the situation potentially worse. Yeah. <laughs> make the situation potentially worse. So that's, that's the problem. And they'd obviously pick up on everything because they'd feel terrible about it anyway. Yeah. And if there's a pressure to have kids, for example, and they're struggling with erectile dysfunction, it's like there's so much pressure in the space that that can kind of create 
that problem even more. So what do you think about porn and like OnlyFans? What do you think that's doing to people's sex lives? I mean, I think that, so with porn, I think that there are, and I often talk about ethical porn sites. So there are ethical porn sites that I think can teach you about what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy and can be a bit of fun. I think it's fine. I think what's sad about porn is that because so much of it is fake, if you don't go anywhere else to learn the actual facts, you then think that every man's penis looks like a donkey, like, you know, a huge, huge penis. And every woman's boobs are like, you know, upright and and, and perk. And and it's like, that's not how we are. But I think think porn also, because it's so readily available now as well, it gives, if you are new to sex, if you're younger... Uh, it gives you an unrealistic view of what sex actually is. You know, if if you're having sex with a girl and she's not screaming like, you know, she's having the best night of her life, is it? Do you then think, oh God, am I doing this wrong? When actually a lot of the time, and I, yeah, it's not. It doesn't work out that way. I mean, all the it's time. so unrealistic when but, you look at it, but like yeah. people still watch it. What it is, it's such yeah. like yeah. And I think when you're younger, or, or or you think that that is what you're supposed to be doing, and even the way a lot of people, you know, when you look at um, you know, Paul, the way that a lot of people are having sex is not necessarily the most comfortable or the most enjoyable for either person. Yeah, but you think that they, it's always my, the, the funniest thing is that everyone always thinks that good sex is being swung around a bedroom for four hours. Yeah. Uh, doing gymnastics and being folded up like a pretzel. How is I pass away? <laughs> no. no, thanks. You can have good Jesus. sex, you know, as long as you have uh, a connection with someone, you're both in that moment. You know, even that like, little quickie before you go out or whatever, yeah. that's good sex. Whatever it may be, you don't have to have four hours worth of being a gymnast. Yeah. But I think unrealistically, people watch porn, especially when they're younger or when they're new to sex and think, I should be doing that. Do you think it's got a bad effect on, on young on young people now watching that, just thinking that this is the way sex is supposed to be? I think I'd say yes. I mean, you know, I think when you, the sex it's education so readily available school, as well. Yeah. It's so readily available, they can on their phones, like they can watch it. And I think that if you think that that's what sex is and what sex should be about, I mean, like some of the stuff, you know, on some of these porn sites, it degrades women, you know. It, and men. And, and men as well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, and men as well. So I think some of those situations, you know, if you're watching that, you think that's the way to do it. That's, that's what you need to be doing. And and that and that's a shame. And I think if you had that, but you had, you had more like websites that were showing the truth, yeah, then that would be quite balanced. But there aren't as many. Um, yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a, a website, OMG Yes, that talks about female sexual desire and pleasure. But we're not really directing people to that. And I don't know if you guys have ever even heard of, of that no, I mean, as a website, you know. But yeah, if we're directing people more to that, then then fine. But yeah, OMG, yes. <laughs> okay, last question. Charlene, this one is for you. Okay. What is the most common thing that brings people to therapy? Have we covered it? Uh, I, I would say we've, we've covered it, but I would say low sex drive is yeah. quite, quite common for women, orgasm issues, like every day. Okay, if somebody is listening now and they are struggling with their sex life with their partner, uh, what advice would you have for them? I would say before you speak to your partner, be really clear about what the problem is and what you'd want your sex life to look like. Find the right time to have a conversation with your partner about it and maybe sort of access resources that can teach you different ways of being intimate with a partner so that it's not just the penis and vagina sex. Yeah, and people who are casually dating as well, not just people who have partners if they're like worried about how they're going to navigate sex, casually dating. Advice? Yeah, I think I think you, you have to kind of do the work on yourself first. So you have to kind of work out what works for you. And, you know, as I said, ethical porn sites, audio erotica, 
some of these other websites that sort of teach about sex positivity, you know, tap into fantasy, like what does it for you? You have to know yourself. And you know, oftentimes a partner will say to you, even within casual relationships, what, what do you like? Yeah. And that seems to be the question that kind of stumps a lot of people because they're like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah have your answer what do you like figure out what you like Pete this one's for you what do you know now that you wish you'd known when you were just starting out having sex what do I know now that I wish I'd known that sex is never the same which I think is something when you're younger you just assume that everything has to be a certain way and you just assume it's that's the way it is and that's what makes good sex and actually it's, it's got nothing to do with it and actually sex is better when you have an emotional connection I wish I'd known that yeah I agree with you there what's the biggest bit of advice you want to pass on to anyone listening who's feeling insecure about all of us that's feeling insecure sex is such a wonderful thing it's such a big part of life for most people obviously not necessarily for everyone but for most people that it would be a shame to waste your life not exploring and experiencing different things and you know, you have to be in it to win it. So get out there, be safe and crack on. There you go. That was a great little <laughs> chat. I loved it. Me too. Yeah. Lots nice of things fun. for people to learn there. A lot of bits to cut yeah. out, I'd say, as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a wrap. Another big thank you to Pete Wicks and Charlene Douglas for joining us today and for being so candid. I'm sure it's really helped people to feel more confident about speaking up about what they both do and don't want. If you enjoyed the app, please rate, review and subscribe. And until next time, goodbye.